on today's show. I want to say that those things are worth holding on to. And yes, there's baggage with it, but there's baggage with everything. And I would I would even go so far as to say, yeah, we are going to find a lot of negative reactions in the world, on Twitter, wherever you go, to Christian missions. The problem that they have is not with the word missions or missionary. The problem that they have is with the word Christian itself. Stay tuned. And welcome to the Missions Podcast, the show that explores your hard questions on missions, theology, and practice to help goers think and thinkers go. I'm Alex Kochman, Director of Communications and Media with ABWE, joined again here, as always, by Scott Dunford, Pastor of Redeemer Church in Fremont, California. Well, Scott, we were just talking today before we started recording about the topic of our show, and a mutual friend of ours, you obviously know him much better, but Chris Howells loyal listener, uh, missionary in Uganda, doing a lot of important work. And he's a really sharp missiological thinker, much sharper than I am, certainly. (laughs) He had an interesting Twitter thread recently, and it, it brought up this big question. And, you know, Scott, I don't think we've ever addressed on this show specifically the topic of the word missionary, not the idea, not the calling, the word itself. Yeah, we've we've discussed whether or not you know, who should be able to call themselves a missionary and whether it's, you know, we've, we've had, we've had a couple of conversations about if everyone's a missionary, then, then who, then no one's a missionary. And we've talked about that, but we've never really discussed whether or not that word is a word that, that should be used today. And actually Chris put a thread together that actually was really helpful talking about, you know, sometimes we get glimpses into how the outside world thinks about missionaries and missions. And I'll, I'll just share an example from my own life that, that kind of early formed my thinking on that. You know, when I started ministry, I was technically pastor of youth and discipleship, but everyone called me the youth pastor. Right. And if I would meet people on the airplane (laughs) and they'd, they'd ask me, what are, what do you do? And I would say, well, I'm a youth pastor. Uh, I would get a very common response, which was like, oh, wow, that's great. Our youth of today need a lot of help. And that's a wonderful <laughs> thing for you to be doing. And and like generally, I've I got almost all like positive vibes, even from non-Christian people, you know, and I'd say non-evangelical people. Uh, when I was became a missionary and I would have those same exact plane rides and someone would say, what do you do? And I would respond and say, I'm a missionary. I would get a completely different look because mm. I would get a look of like, Oh, okay. Uh, what does that mean? And uh, it was clearly had negative connotations in their minds. And, uh, you know, I think we could talk a little bit about why people might have some of those negative connotations. But is that is that the response you would have expected, Alex? Well, uh, I, I can imagine why that would be the case. And I mean, even to talk about being a missionary, thoughts come to your head. Are you, are you a Christian? Are you a Mormon? Are you Jehovah's Witness? I mean, right. there's so many potential reactions to that. But one of the most important reactions that I think we saw was about two years ago, our friend of the show, Brooks Buser, president of Radius International. Uh-huh. I think Chris brought this up mm-hmm. in his tweet thread. He tweeted out something that they were doing to reach a particular tribal group in Papua New Guinea, sending a new team to reach this unreached people group. And Chris pointed out, and I don't want to take all of the, the thunder from the setup to this conversation, but he pointed out it's not too often that missions threads leak out to the broader non-evangelical world. Mm-hmm. But somebody somewhere got a hold of this. Our friend Brooks all but got doxxed with people sort of crawling down his throat, this this notion that you would want to impose your culture on other people, that you would want to colonize them, that you'd want to right. take them over, all, all sorts of things kind of come to mind there. Now, 
in reality, when you're when you're dealing with, you know, the Twitter mob, it doesn't matter whether you use the word missionary or not, but it, it just raises that that tension, that fundamental tension about this word. Uh, maybe you want to set up that that tweet thread, because I think this will be a, a good exercise for us. This is not just squabbling about words. Should we use the word missionary or not? This is really an important test for what do we believe is essential what do we believe is negotiable? What have we been called to do? And also, what's our posture towards the world? How much are we trying to have its approval? How much are we okay standing in opposition to it? So I think that this one issue brings together all those sorts of concerns. And so, Scott, I'm going to ask you to read some of that thread to help us set up this topic again here. But before we do that, if this show is a blessing to you at all, we just want to remind you that the best way that you can continue to sort of pay that forward is to share the show with a friend, to rate, review, subscribe, do all of those wonderful podcast things. We've been incredibly blessed. I believe the statistic, uh, Scott, you can correct me, but wasn't it about 18 people enlisted to serve with ABWE as missionaries or workers or whatever we're going to call them <laughs> yeah. after today's conversation oh, because yeah. they discovered us through the show? And praise God for that. You know, this started five years ago with just you and I on a plane coming back to Pennsylvania from Kansas City talking about theology and missions and realizing, hey, maybe we should let other people listen in on that. And the Lord's been pleased to bless this. And so if you've been encouraged, we want to encourage you to reach back out to us in that way and to also support the show at missionspodcast.com slash support uh, to continue to help us do things for the Great Commission. But back to the topic at hand, our friend Chris, he raised some important questions and let's dive into some of those, Scott. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, he referenced the Brooks Buser tweet, which, you know, for those in the, those are involved in Twitter, if you get 10,000 quote tweets and 5,000 <laughs> likes, that's called, that's called getting ratioed. <laughs> and, uh, that, that tend to, tends to be not a positive thing. And, and you like you, you mentioned, like it was a, a difficult thing for Brooks, but and it, and it, his tweet wasn't anything controversial to Christians. It was simply pray for this people group that's receiving the gospel for the first time. And, yeah. uh, you know, on and on, you know, he, he quotes another, another tweet. I'd love to do a PhD on decolonizing mission work as a missionary. I've seen so much racism and scorn from the people who hate the same people. They're going to minister, just go home. And this idea of, of colonization. And we, and we recognize that happens and it has happened and people sure. still can have a mindset of racism while they're doing missions work. But this is a discussion, right? Someone else this was actually from Pope Francis. I know, I think you might be close friends with him. I'm not sure. Yeah, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today is World Missionary Day on the theme, You Shall Be My Witnesses. I encourage everyone to support missionaries with prayer and concrete solidarity so that they may continue their work of evangelism and human promotion. So there's that old fundamentalist Frankie foaming at the mouth again. Right. And then, of course, a blog that I think is actually definitely worth the look, why it may be time to stop using the word missionary mm. from MR the mission resource network. Um, and, 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 you know, you going through like, you know, bringing up these kind of questions, calling people missionaries can compromise the safety of global work in high risk contexts. I think we can talk about that. I can speak to that personally. The legacy of Western imperialism and colonialism has created a negative impression of missions and missionaries. Third, there's a tremendous confusion around who counts as a missionary that harms national kingdom workers. And then the word missionary can have hidden racist impact. And then, you know, that that's just part one. I think there's a there's a part two as well. Um, I go, go through that a little bit. Um, title of missionary comes with inflated expectations of hero, superhero, spiritual status. Uh, we are limiting missions to other countries. 
Uh, another one is there's a lack of understanding of what the word missions and missionary mean, even within America's deeply committed church culture. And that that's true. Like you have a word of life missionary who's ministering in the local context and you have sure. Awana missionaries, you've got campus crusade or intervarsity. And then you've got like, well, yeah, know, then you've got a new tribes or ABWE missionary in a, in a unreached context. And, and well, I'm going, a missionary. You're a missionary. Well, Everyone's be, yeah, a missionary. Be a missionary every day. Clap, clap, clap. And then overuse the word missionary for everything, things unrelated to what we do. So yeah. first of all, maybe we can start with this, Alex. Yeah. Do you think the word missionary is a good word? I think it is technically, and maybe you would push back on this. I think it's technically a biblical word. Hmm. And you would say, well, wait a minute. I'm looking at my English Bible and I'm not seeing it anywhere. But right. it does come okay. from the Latin missio, which is mm-hmm. the equivalent in Latin, the cognate of the Greek apostoleo which we have apostle, right? That idea of a sent one being sent out, sending. And so I, I think that if you trace the etymology of that word, it's it's not only biblical technically, but but it's also biblical in character, the idea of someone sent out on a mission, whether by the Lord Jesus Christ directly, by a biblical local church. No, we're not Mormon missionaries. No, we're not Jehovah's Witness missionaries, but the true sense in which somebody can be sent out by a sound healthy local church to bring the gospel forward, to have an objective, a purpose. And of course, in our context, that's received as this is typically somebody who's crossing cultures, who's learning a new language, whose goal is to plant a church, whose goal is to be a gospel witness in a particular way, uh, to be sort of the tip of the spear of evangelism in a particular context or with a people group. I think that all of that is caught up in the word And I want to say that those things are worth holding on to. And yes, there's baggage with it, but there's baggage with everything. And I would I would even go so far as to say, yeah, we are going to find a lot of negative reactions in the world on Twitter, wherever you go to Christian missions. The problem that they have is not with the word missions or missionary. The problem that they have is with the word Christian itself. Missions is inescapable, Scott. I mean, look at us as, as the United States. I mean, we're spreading, you know, our, our missionary message all over the world. We're trying to spread our form of secularism and, and sexual revolution to, to all of the civilized and uncivilized countries of the world. And then some countries don't have the time of day for it and don't want to hear it. Uh, everyone's evangelizing about something. I, I see yeah. that word missionary as something worth holding on to, despite maybe some of the negative connotations that I do think we have to be very smart about, especially in restricted contexts. What say right. you? Well, let me ask you another question uh, following up with that. So why don't we just use the word apostle? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> we're we're going to do this right now, Scott. Well, yeah. no, okay. I, okay, <laughs> I don't want to get into a theological, it wasn't meant to be a theological question as much as saying there's a reason why, okay, there, there's reasons why we don't use the word apostle that are contextual. You know, uh, right. if we were to agree that, yes, that is, that's the the source of, of, missionary, and I definitely agree with it, I would have reasons that have nothing to do with theology of why I wouldn't really want to call our missionaries apostles, partly because of the context of like what that has meant in American culture and in Western culture and how it's being used in, you know, very extreme charismatic situations that we'd go like, well, you know, if I say, you know, so-and-so, if I say Thad is our friend Thad is an apostle, then it's implying some things about his ministry that actually miscommunicate what we're trying to actually say. Right. The question is, is the term missionary still have use enough to like use it without the baggage? You know, and I would say like you can use, we can think of other terms like 
Catholic, right? Um, our church still says the Apostles' Creed, and we've debated: do we change the word Catholic or not? And we've we've decided to use the word Catholic, uh, but we, I, I at least every other time, I stop and explain why we continue to use the word Catholic and what it means and why it's a better word than maybe Christian or universal or something like that. Mm. And you know, can mm. disagree. Fundamentalist, evangelical even is just becoming a word that what does that mean today? <laughs> you know, we understand that like language gets informed by culture. It takes on different meanings and there's lots of reasons as some of that blog shared why missionary wouldn't be used. So with all that, what do you say to, to, you know, some of those comments I just made? Yeah. I mean, just going back briefly to the idea of apostleship, if you're new to this show, well, Scott and I are both Baptists. The missions podcast is a ministry of the association of Baptists for world evangelism. We believe in line with historic Christianity, there were 12 apostles uh, with a capital a, but in certain senses, you might say that somebody is a lowercase a apostle. Either they have a a gift set that that leads towards you know a type of leadership, or you would have in the New Testament maybe a an emissary would be a better word, or or an apostle, not of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. There's twelve of those, but maybe an apostle in the sense of someone being sent out from a local church, a, mm-hmm. an emissary. Notice the the same root there as missionary mm-hmm. emissary. The point being, there's twelve apostles. I don't find it helpful to throw around that word either because there's something unique about that apostolic office where revelation is being given. So, yeah, I don't want to use that word apostle today, whatever you mean by it. In the biblical sense, there was 12 of those. And then in maybe a broader sense, you could you could draw analogies between missionaries today and some of what the apostles were doing. But going back to really your bigger question. I love, Scott, the way that you're approaching the issue of contested language itself. And this is, I think, a, an inflection point for Christians today, whether you're a missionary, whether you're just a believer living life in your home country, if that's the U.S. or if that's elsewhere. But, but language is always the battlefield on which all of these worldview, cultural debates, spiritual battles are being waged. Language, the dictionary, the dictionary is what's being contested. If you control the dictionary, you control the whole argument. And I really do believe, like what you're saying, Scott, I, I believe that you have to define words very carefully. You have to be smart and strategic. And if there's a word that's that's it's just a losing battle and it's not worth holding on to, then you have to look seriously and say, well, do we pivot to something that's similar? And we have to think like missionaries and contextualize well in that sense of missionary. We yes. have to do that. But at the same time, too, we believe that because our God is the word, the word was God, right? Because language is a big part of the character and the nature of God and how he reveals himself. Words mean things, and we shouldn't be too quick to throw them out. Just like I don't, I don't want to throw out the word Catholic in the Apostles' Creed because I would rather fight, if possible, for its intended meaning, universal church, not referring to Rome, but referring to the universal church. I want to hold on to that, and I want to hold on to similar things as well. It's why we use the word gospel and not just good news. Well, is it synonymous? Absolutely. Are there times right. where I'm just going to use the word good news? For sure. Uh, but there's there's something about recognizing the history of a word. You know, mm-hmm. we were we were uh, in a planning yeah. meeting earlier today. Uh, we were planning our next issue of ABWE's Message Magazine. And somebody asked, you know, what's the word count for this? And they got to figure out the word count for it. And I made a joke. And I, I made a joke about the Ents in Lord of the Rings. And you know the thing with the Ents in the Lord of the Rings? These are the tree people. These are the yeah. ones that take, you know 
hours to say a, a, a simple sentence because for Tolkien in the Ent language, every single word, and I'm getting nerdy here, but every word in the Ent language basically includes the entire history of that thing. So you can't just say tree. You've got to give the whole history of what is a tree and what is the society of trees within the Middle Earth legendarium before you can even say the word tree. That is so lost on us as moderns. The fact that words have meaning, language has meaning, and right. that meaning is a part of history. It's reality. It's, it's given to us by God. We don't choose that. And so we ought to be hesitant about jettisoning those words while at the same time we recognize, yes, we're staring down the barrel of a hostile culture and we shouldn't unnecessarily do ourselves right. and our cause harm by using words that we know are going to alert the other side. Yeah, I think you and I are in agreement on that. Like, so for instance, looking specifically at Brooks' tweet, you know, the issue with that tweet wasn't the fact that it called it missionary work. The issue right. that people had with that tweet was that they actually understood exactly what he was doing and they did not like that. You know, it wasn't that they misunderstood that as being like, oh, he's going to come in and create like an American colony there. That wasn't the issue. They didn't like the fact they were going in to evangelize a tribal people that did not have access to the gospel. That was the point that they were upset about. Right. But it's different maybe in another context. Like I gave you I can give an example for instance, working in a Muslim context, especially a Muslim context that had been in a colonial history where to call yourself a missionary is really kind of the tip of the spear to a colonial invasion, you know? And so when you say, I am a missionary, you're not just saying, I love Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm here to tell you the story of the Bible as a representative of my church. You're actually, you know, there, it can be interpreted as being much more connected with, with cultural imperialism and with maybe nation state engagement and violence than, than what we would ever mean by the word. So in that sense, don't just throw out the word missionary right away because it's going to be completely misunderstood in that context. So what I would say to this discussion of the word is in places like America where what's being deb- debated isn't whether or not a confusion about what a missionary is. It's a confusion about it's a disagreement about whether that's a good thing or not. Uh, People gave me a weird look about being a missionary because they understood it was about evangelism and they don't like evangelism. Mm. So they dislike that word for reasons that make me want to keep the word. (laughs) Um, uh, On the other hand, though, there are settings in which, you know, for instance, when we served overseas, we didn't use that word. One, it would immediately get us kicked out of the country. Two, uh, it would be immediate, probably misunderstood. And it would be much better for me to use other words, you know, like Christian worker or even pastor um, would have a better understanding of what I was there to do than to use a culturally loaded, misunderstood word in that sense. Scott, I think one of the things that's important here, you know, one of the rules of warfare is that if you if you take a target, you want that to be winnable. Right. Mm. You you want to you want to take a, a, a target, a location that that you can reasonably win, that you can achieve. And I think in a similar sense here, we've got to be willing to count the cost before we enter into those engagements and see whether or not we have the wherewithal for that. Can I get somewhere by using this word or am I never going to be able to overcome those misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to use a word like pastor or Christian worker, especially if I'm in a restricted access 
context without getting into the politics of it. Here's a great example. The word nationalism is being used. Whatever you make of that word, somebody recently pointed out, I, I happen to agree with it, that whether you like that label or not, whether you know what's meant by it, don't know what's meant by it, or you have a disagreement of what some people are, are using that word to mean, historically, that word doesn't have a lot of positive connotations on this side of the Atlantic. Right. So to try to build a movement around it in the U.S. is probably just not pragmatically going to be effective. Now, do whatever happy, else you I'm want with it, but that's a tactical that, thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's a tactical yeah. thing. That's that's just an observation. You know, in the same way, yeah. if we're thinking of of missionary, we would define it in a particular way that I think is biblical. I think is responsible. But what else is being, you know, freighted onto that? You know, by the right. surrounding culture, can we right. take that hill or not? If not, well, let's let's move <laughs> let's move the battle elsewhere that where we can advance territorially. Right. I mean, what we're shooting for is clarity around the gospel and the gospel mission. And so any use of words, unless they're God breathed words that uh, make that message less clear, then then we should be willing to jettison. Um, but but also not be so quick to jettison words simply because someone's offended by them because the yeah. gospel is offensive. So we have to kind of weigh that, I think, wisely, because if we're constantly changing our wording simply to not offend anybody ever for any reason, then then language basically doesn't work anymore. You know, so I think there's a dip, you know, under like going back to the tweet, for instance, you know, like. Why is there offense? Is it because of a legitimate gospel reason? Okay, let's just keep doing it then. But if it's for misunderstandings or the way the word is translated poorly or the way that it's used, we should be really careful about that. Like, cause I'll give another example from my life yeah, negatively. Yeah. And I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but in our context where we were serving, we were being probably overly cautious in the beginning. And a lot of talk was like, you know, creating the box about how you're explaining what you're doing there. And so, you know, I would use words like, well, you know, cause people naturally want to know about your life. What did you do back in the States? And I was a pastor in the States. So I, I would carefully craft like oh, I was a teacher, you know, or I was like a teacher. And uh, so trying <laughs> not to be deceptive, but also not showing all my cards. Well, I had this moment where I was talking to this, lady that we had developed a relationship with. And, you know, she asked me what I had done. And when we first met, I said, you know, I was a teacher and I, I kind of ran something like a youth center, you know, and, uh, <laughs> things that all, you know, like would be very clean in America and not raise red flags, but also and now you today know, you're like a podcaster. Right. Yeah. Some yeah. would I even like, say, well, it's like explain to your grandma, you know, like, well, it's like a radio show, you know, because like, <laughs> what is a pod- and Although now I think everyone knows what a podcast is. Um, I had this moment where it was just like my heart sunk because now months later we're sharing the gospel with this lady. She's, and she, she just said, boy, I just wish I could meet a pastor. I have so many questions about the Bible and it would be really neat to be able to sit down and talk with a pastor. And I'm just mm. like, Oh, you know, mm. cause at that point, how do you unwind all that to be like, mm-hmm. well, actually <laughs> the whole time I've been, you know, <laughs> I'm actually a pastor. I was just pretending to be, and yeah. it hit me. Like, it's like, okay, like I need oh. to be careful. You know, we need to be careful on how we use our language because yeah. we can put ourselves in boxes that actually that hurt me in ministry. Like i never did that again. I was mm. clear with people, even though I felt like it might be dangerous in some ways or put me at risk to say, 
in the States, I was a pastor. I'm not a pastor right now as far as like, I don't pastor a church right now, but I am, I was a pastor and I, I'm right. still a follower of Jesus and I still teach God's word. And you know, what, you know, my job was a businessman cause it was, I had a business visa. I was doing business, but it, that actually served us well. It allowed me to have lots of gospel conversations yeah. and it was, but it was a lesson learned that if we just jettison the word, well, what do you do? I'm a social worker. Great. People put you in that category of being a social worker. But uh, if you say, I'm a, I'm a Christian worker, I'm a pastor, I'm a, you know, I'm a missionary. Maybe that is the word that actually will allow you to do more ministry. Well, and, and Scott, there's, there's wisdom there on a couple of different levels. And I would say if, if you've been listening to this conversation and you're saying, well, this is a nice theoretical exercise, this is where I would encourage you lean in. Cause I think this is practical. Number one, what you're saying, Scott, that's not just true on a personal level. That's even true on the level of your visa. If you're in a country on an NGO visa instead of a religious worker visa, then what happens when you try to pivot to doing religious work in your nine to five, in your your primary vocation in a given context? You, you want to be a church planter. If you're there because of an NGO on your visa application, that's going to... That's going to undermine your legitimacy there. Be thinking about that. How do I want to present myself? Do you want to unnecessarily close doors later like you're talking about? Number two, I think there's a broader lesson there, Scott, too. So I can think of ways in which in my life as someone who's not a missionary, I can think of times where I was being too careful in a conversation with an unbeliever in other ways, tiptoeing around certain words or concepts or, or topics of conversation to the point where I wasn't ready for an opportunity when it came up in the conversation. I was mm-hmm. being so careful, assuming that I would be rejected, that when the conversation did move towards things that were spiritually significant, I wasn't ready to go there. I hadn't laid the groundwork because I wasn't recognizing what the Lord could do in that conversation. And I think there is such a thing as being too careful. That's the second practical thing. And the third thing that I think is important here with this conversation, Scott, maybe this is a good way to take it as we wind down. The word missionary is not just a, a, a sticky wicket publicly among our, our unbeliever uh, neighbors and, and those that we interact with. It's also a confusing thing within the church. So mm-hmm. who is a missionary? Yeah. That, that question is critically important even in, in who, do we, who do we give to? Who do we support? Who do we pray for? Who's accountable to us, to our church, to our missions committee? Because... I'll give a few examples. If somebody is serving with the home office or, or with the headquarters of a missions agency, do we call that person a missionary just because of the way that they raise funds? Do we call them a support worker? And how do we prioritize in our churches who we want to give to because we've assigned a label to certain people, to other people we haven't assigned them that label necessarily? And so one thing that I do want to say, Scott, is that I, I do think something unhealthy with the word missionary I've said a lot in favor of the word, but if I could say something against it, it's within our own churches and our mm-hmm. own tribe is that there's an anointing. There's a status symbol that comes with that word that it, it automatically commands a level of respect, which I think can be good. We should mm-hmm. honor and respect those that go out for the sake of the, the sake of the name. Mm-hmm. Yes. And amen. Yeah. But we can do so in a way that also may potentially cause our churches to overlook other people that aren't as much on the front lines. I I can think of support workers that are serving in very important ways with ABWE, with other agencies that have raised funds that have sacrificed greatly that might live 
full time in the U.S. And because they're they're not a missionary, technically they're a support worker of some kind. People don't support them because it's just less attractive. It's just less right. exciting. It's harder right. to get excited about. And so they struggle. They live below even their support requirements. A lot of these people get used to living on less support because churches don't have a vision for that. And everyone wants to be supporting the person on the front lines. But those people on the supply side, they need the support as well. And so I do think that within our missions structures, our sending structures, there should be a, a certain layer of understanding. We're, we're all gospel workers. Mm-hmm. Some of us are on the front lines. Some of us are in other positions. All of us are necessary to make this happen. Because when we so exalt this idea of the missionary as the person that can't fail, this messianic figure, we're setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting them up, them up for failure. And we're forgetting what Paul says about the body of Christ sometimes, that the, some of the most honorable, indispensable parts of the body are actually those parts of the body on which we bestow more honor, but they're, they're hidden. Uh, right. They're the parts that are working behind the scenes. What say you? Yeah, I, I think you bring us some really good, really good points of discussion. So, so when it comes down to it, you know, this is my take on the word missionary. I think it's like any word. We need to be wise about it. Don't, you know, we want to make sure that we're not just giving up words because of fear or because of cultural embarrassment and being ashamed of the gospel itself. I think that's a terrible reason to give up a word that might reveal an idol, actually, that mm. needs to be that needs to be destroyed in our lives. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, I think there's some wisdom in making sure that we're using words in, in ways that are helpful and careful. And and uh, I hope that at least. You know, this discussion as people are listening in will go, okay, these are some ways I can think about this because there may be times when that word is not the best word to use. Maybe as organizations, we need to get careful about how we can we create new terms that'll be helpful for people to understand, you know, supported Christian work, you know, and uh, that maybe is a little bit different than missionary work. So don't feel like you have to use it in every situation. That'd be my my opinion. Mm. But be careful that we're not just abandoning it simply because of cultural pressure. Mm. And that we're if we're going to use a word, we've got to define it right. Whatever define a missionary right. is, absolutely yes. That's whatever a, great... a missionary is, uh, it's not just someone that that goes and works overseas. Mm-hmm. Nor is it just someone that had to raise funds. Right. Being a missionary is a particular thing. It's being a, an emissary. It's being sent out from a local church with the authority to carry the gospel forward, usually crossing a barrier along the way, culturally, linguistically, all those sorts of things. But yeah, we need every member of the body of Christ thinking like a missionary, whether they are one or not, and thinking wisely, even about the words that we use, because the language is where the battle is being waged right now. Well, we hope you've been blessed by this conversation. We've enjoyed it. And of course, we do this every week on the Missions Podcast. And so come back next week for another exciting conversation about missions and theology and practice. But remember, as always, that the Missions Podcast is a ministry of ABWE. And to learn more, you can go to missionspodcast.com. And to learn more about ABWE, go to abwe.org. To support the show, you can go to missionspodcast.com slash support. We value your partnership. We are seeking to bring these resources free of charge to missionaries, to pastors, to students, to others that can be benefited by them. And so remember to share the show with a friend, leave a positive rating and a review that will help this content appear in front of other people. Again, thank you for joining us. And if you have a question or a topic for a future show, email it to alex at missionspodcast.com or scott at missionspodcast.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us.